Hello everyone, I am Sonia Camille and I am here today so excited, literally thrilled that you guys are all here with me today here on the pod. This is Sonia with the Call Me Camille podcast. What's up? Welcome, 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 my friends, to part two of the episode entitled What to Do When Life Throws You Unexpected Curveballs with my very special guest, Miss Shannon Bonador. I am thrilled that you are here. I am excited. This is going to be a really, really good episode, and I cannot thank you enough for being right here with me here on the Call Me Camille podcast. Welcome. This week, I had the most amazing time interviewing a very dear friend of mine, Miss Shannon Bonador. Shannon is an extraordinary woman who knows all too well about the topic of today's podcast, which is what do you do when life throws you unexpected curveballs? I had the wonderful opportunity to go into the community once again, as I do each and every week, talking to my neighbors, asking them a few questions about any given subject matter. But this week, the subject is this, what to do when life throws you unexpected curveballs. I asked my neighbors that question, and this is what they said. Pray. Pray first and uh, seek guidance and counsel from, um, you know, trusted people. Because I think that sometimes if you go by your, you, you trust your own understanding of things, you don't always get that right. And the Bible tells us that, that we should not lean on our own understanding. Absolutely. And what about you, ma'am? I look to the Lord. I just start praying. I, and that's where I just find my strength right there. That's it. I'm <laughs> count on him to answer. Listen for the Holy Spirit speaking to me and go for it. When life throws you curveballs, what do you do? How do you handle it? Step back for a minute. Look at thing. Go from there. Life hit you with a whopper. It causes you to pause a second or maybe not. Maybe you just take off running. Maybe you dive under a rock. Maybe you say I'm getting in the car and I'm driving I had someone actually say that I get in the car and I just drive <laughs> until I run out of gas and then I can process what's going on just dust yourself off get back up look at the situation and just go on with life because that's all you can do no, I think I just try to learn from the lesson what uh, what things might have hindered me maybe got my mind set in a different way um, try to look at it from a different perspective and become a better person out of it That is what they said. Always, always a treat going out into the community to talk with neighbors and new friends about whatever the subject matter is. Listen, this week was quite the buzz. Easter is in just a few days. People were ready and willing to talk. As a matter of fact, I was talking with one new friend and I had three people stop and listen and they wanted to be interviewed as well. So my new friends, I apologize. The length of this podcast is already pushing me to the limit. My sound engineer is looking at me saying, we can't fit all of these in. So unfortunately, I could not include every single one of the interviews, but they were really awesome. And it was surprising to me to hear how we all process this subject matter of dealing with curveballs unexpected curveballs differently. There's no right way. There's no wrong way on how to deal with it. We just all deal with it different um, than each other. And that's great. That shows how unique we are and how everyone processes things differently. We had some that stated that when they have a curveball, whether it's a big one or a nasty one that just knocks the wind out of their sail, or if it's just a small, annoying curveball, nagging curveball that just won't go away. Some people deal with it by they immediately want isolation. They want to go to their room. They want to crawl in their bed and isolate themselves from everyone else for a moment while they 
decide how they're going to handle it and how they're going to proceed. Whereas others said, yeah, I just go for a run. I want to exercise. I, Man, I wish I was like that. I wish I were one of the people that said, you know what? When life gives me a nasty curveball, I hit the treadmill for five miles. That seems pretty awesome. And I'm a bit jealous, but that's not how I deal with a curveball. That's for doggone sure. But to you, the ones that do deal with it in that manner, hey, listen, I applaud y'all. Good job. Two thumbs up for you. There's others that want to talk with family and friends and immediately seek counsel. I I do have a funny story where when I was younger, my mother, I would imagine that at that time she was dealing with some type of curveball. But of course, being kids, she didn't disclose that to us. And I remember she would say, I just want to, I'm just going to get in a car and I'm just going to drive away until I run out of gas. And my sister and I would look at each other and we were like, well, well, where are you going? And she would reply by saying, well, it doesn't matter. I'm just going and I'm going to go until I run out of gas. And then I said, well, can we go? And she looked at us and just started laughing. (laughs) She was like, no, you cannot go. Your sister can't go. And I'm pretty sure she was like, dad can't go either. I'm sure she was just having her moment. And uh, there wasn't very many times where she didn't want to do anything with us. And I'm pretty sure she was just talking because, you know, my mom loved hanging out with us. Probably especially me the most because, you know, you know. I don't want to make dad or my sister feel bad, but I'll just leave it at that. We had a lot of fun. (laughs) No, I'm just joking. That was her way of dealing with whatever curveball she was dealing with at that time. I'm really excited that you have decided to join me here on the Call Me Camille podcast for part two of our episode entitled, What to Do When Life Throws You Unexpected Curveballs with my very special guest, Shannon Bonadour. You are here on the Call Me Camille podcast. I am thrilled you are in for a treat. Part two is coming up next. Stay tuned. We thought it was a girl. It was Kylie at the time. Um, I'll get into that in a little bit. Okay. Um, Something is wrong with Kylie. And he said, Shannon, they were just in here. Everything's fine. I said, Troy, my my grandma's here. It's not fine. And he went running out the door, grabbed the nurse. She grabbed the doctor. They come in, they did another ultrasound and they said, we have to deliver her right now. We're losing her and we're losing the baby. Wow. Wait. So they were just in there. They're just in there. Your husband is feeling relieved. He said, Oh, they told me everything was fine. But you feel as if your grandmother gave you a message or was there and you said something is not right. You woke it up. woke you up. Yeah. Which she would have done in my lifetime and had numerous times. She was a very wow. much a large presence in my life um, for losing wow. her at age 50 um, to breast cancer. She was 50 years old. She wow. Was going through some of wow. my medical situations at 50. I was 11 when she passed. Chase was 11 when I was going through some major changes here recently. It was very sobering and wow, and hit a lot of the same levels of what I remember losing her. It was very devastating. Probably Um, stirred a lot of emotions. Wow. They ran and got the medical team. They did. They came in. Wow. And what happened? Delivering you right now. Um, I was then placed in a full coma and I, I did, I delivered Brad. Um, Brad was one pound, 11 ounces. Oh my word. Was completely (sighs) see-through. His eyes were fused shut, but he was screaming and that's unheard of. I was, it's been a minute 
since I read my what to expect <laughs> when you're expecting book, but wait a minute. So at 26 weeks, he was screaming. He was screaming because so I he had fully developed lungs at that time or uh, it wasn't necessarily the lungs as it was his spirit. Oh, okay. Okay. His fight. Um, we did find out after having the C-section and them removing the placenta, um, mm -hmm. It was attacking him the entire time he was in the womb. He so he was fighting. Fighting it the entire time. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. So what was exactly attacking him? What was the medical condition? So it was something that you were facing mm -hmm. that it was attacking the, uh, the, the fetus at the time. Yes. I have a, an autoimmune disorder um, that goes along the lines with Hashimoto's. And okay. had the help syndrome. And normally what happens is, is the body will try to abort the fetus, which is mm. why we would have lost our daughter um, before Bradley. And if it can't, it will in turn shut down my organs and try and kill me. Wow. And that's exactly Unbelievable. what we're doing. So we are talking about curveballs. We are talking about what to do when life throws you an unexpected, I said singular curveball, but we're talking with Shannon Bonador and an extraordinary story, um, her life story, which really should be in a book. You really need to consider um, writing or knowing you, you probably have already started knowing Shannon. Um, Am I, right? I need to. I've been told numerous, <laughs> numerous times that I should be writing several different books on things. And um, at one point, I I vow at some point in time, I'm going to be able to do it. I'm going to be able to get it done. She has been thrown not just one curveball. And now we're hearing not just two. And I'm sure there were some smaller curveballs in between these massive ones that she's so freely discussing with us today. But we are discussing now a third curveball. And that is with the birth of your third child, um, having lost a child in between your oldest and now this is your youngest, delivering at 26 weeks. Mm -hmm. Just to the Unbelievable. Please continue. So Bradley was born. Uh, Troy immediately went into, we didn't have a boy name. We didn't have a lot of things going on. His parents were in Hawaii for their anniversary. Okay. Nobody. So your, your support team was out vacationing it's because no one thought you would deliver no, at 26 weeks. August. And I was in, this was, oh, April, my word. And, uh, that was not on anybody's radar for things. My sister had wow. drove all the way from, from Millington to, to Mason to be with our son, to take him from a set of friends. And, um, it was, it was, it was a lot. It was absolutely wow. a lot. And, uh, when they finally started to, um, relieve some of the sedation that I had. Um, mm -hmm. the doctor was telling my husband, you know, Shannon should never get pregnant again. This is, it's, it will, it'll end up killing her eventually. Mm. It's going to go earlier and earlier. He begged them to take out my uterus and they said they couldn't because I was sedated. Really? Even though they knew that I shouldn't, um, even have an accidental pregnancy. Um, they just, they, they weren't inclined to go ahead and do that for me. Oh, wow. So, um, Troy had to make a lot of fast decisions and Bradley was fighting for his life. We almost lost him numerous, numerous times. Oh, wow. Um, and the, the prognosis wasn't going to be good. And, um, when I did wake, I was actually blind for four days. That was a side effect of everything that happened. Oh, Didn't my know word. If I was going to regain my sight or not. Panic. Um, yeah. You, so I mean, I, I had a son. I, you oh know, I'm word. going, oh, what happened to the girl? You know. Okay. Father, so tell us a little about that. You mentioned, I wrote down in my notes here, Kylie. So were you initially told that you were having a daughter? Yes, I was. Wow. I was, told I was having a daughter. So through ultrasound, I'm sure that they, yeah. because of your medical condition, you received numerous ultrasounds yeah. yes. and you thought you were having a daughter. 
I did. And usually they're pretty good on that diagnosis on it being a girl. Exactly. It, you know, my father said the air hit it and here we are. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you deliver a son. So now you're like, wow. But then yeah. you're blind. I, I can't even imagine the panic. I cannot. I would literally. What do you do? You wake up. Wait, I delivered a child 26 weeks. Um, how's my baby doing? I have a four-year-old at home. Okay. How am I? The doctors are saying that there's, I'm experiencing a medical crisis and now I can't see. I am blind. Yeah. And how's my newborn? Exactly. There was, wow. there was so much. And, uh, you know, and then they're, you know, they're always asking you cause you have to make decisions then right away too. And I had to put aside the fact that I could be blind for a long time. Is oh, this gonna last for a few days? You know, I had to move on to what we needed to do for bread and how was Brian? Um, oh my goodness! You know, all of these, all of these normal things um, that you still have to take care of. So, was there? Is it? Was it a possibility that you would not regain your sight? Yes, they did not know if I would. Wow, Shannon. Unbelievable. Built for this. You were made for this. Um, <laughs> like seriously, any number one of these balls, curve balls really would have taken the majority of the people out mentally, physically, but the strength that you had. And I want to talk about that after, you know, before we end this, I want to know where did you get that strength? What did you tap into? But let's keep walking us through to present. Fast forwarding, you have very handsome boys, by the way. Oh my gosh, mm -hmm. such handsome young men. Um, but their mother is stunning and dad's a handsome big guy too. So they've got some big boys. <laughs> they, are big boys. they grow Absolutely. them big. <laughs> yeah. We started off at one pound, um, you know, yeah. Exactly. They start off small, but they turn mighty pretty quickly. Yes. yes. <laughs> so your son, um, your youngest, just for my listeners. So we have Brian is the, her firstborn, 28 years old. Sadly, um, Shannon lost a child in between the two. And, and right now we're talking about Bradley, who, her current 23-year-old. Um, what health challenges did you face um, as a result of him being premature or were there some other complications that transpired? There was a lot of things that when you're dealing with a 26 weeker back then, um, they're doing a lot of life-saving intervention. Mm. And sometimes that life-saving intervention can cause issues and problems and more disabilities down the road. Okay. And for us, it caused Bradley to be blind. Um, Wow. It blew his retinas because he needed to be on a ventilator that was high oscillating at the time. And he was allergic to morphine, which nobody knew at the time. Um, wow. How are you going to know? And unfortunately, at that time, um, it was they had to give him that medication because of the pain that he was in. And his kidneys were going through shutdown. Um, at one point in time, it was so critical to where they were going to turn Bradley's life support off if he wasn't producing any urine and he was gaining a lot of fluid. So Troy and I stayed up next to his isolate and I captured every drop of urine I could to keep them, to keep him on. Um, I wrote a letter to him that I knew he would never read. And we called in, um, at that time it was a Presbyterian minister came in mm -hmm. who baptized Brad. And it was just before Troy's birthday. Wow. And one thing he asked me, I was, I was crying. I was, I was brokenhearted. And of he course. said, I'm crying. I said, I'm going to lose my baby. He said, you're never going to lose your baby. Your baby will, is always going to be in your heart. And he's going to be in God's arms if God needs to bring him home. But your baby is always going to be your baby. We're going to baptize him now. Mm -hmm. But I believe that strengthen this young man. The Lord is going to do wonders with him and he's going to stay. And we baptized him and within 12 to 15 hours, Bradley started to take a turn and get better. Wow. And he had a, um, a roommate 
there was a little boy. His name was Donnie. Donnie was born the same day. He was a twin. And um, his parents at that time left him. Oh, no. That's heartbreaking. They left the baby. They left him. And Troy and I started to take care of him. Oh. And we were going to raise Donnie and Bradley together. There you have it. I, I am not shocked at all. Your heart is so big. Oh, that's unbelievable. So you are dealing with a situation with your own son and yourself, Shannon. Mm -hmm. You're going through it. Yes. And yet you are looking at the needs of this precious little life that was going through challenges. Your yeah. son's little roommate. Yes. Oh, so God even orchestrated for that baby to be in that room at that yes. time with your son and with this big hearted woman named Shannon, who says, you know what? We're going to take this one too. We're gonna, we're gonna make it work. We I guess we have a, a twin, not work. twin, a this is us situation. Is us. <laughs> yes, we were going to do this. We were wow. we had the paperwork ready to go. Um, and, and luckily his parents came back around, you know, okay, and we always ahead. wonder what happened with, with Donnie. Of course, we left him, you know, some state police cars and stuff like that. Um, wow. We don't know whatever happened. No. But, um, the parents did come back and um, they were going to take care of their son. And I'm sure that they did. And I'm sure he's, he's living a full life right now. Oh, wow. But yeah, we almost had twins, but not yet twins. Twins, but I do. I automatically think about the show. This is us, a very similar situation where they had twins that were not twins. No. Unbelievable. Okay. Fast forwarding now, 23 years. 23 years. What happened in between that time? Oh my gosh. We have gone from, um, eye surgeries, heart surgeries, um, seizures, which he just had, uh, one yesterday at school and we had to grab him from school and he had wow. a small one again today. Um, he is nonverbal, um, but he does make, he communicates with us. He communicates us with his noises his his eye rolls, his facial expressions. He is a lot like his mom. You know me too well. You know my sense of humor and all of that. Um, I always told Bradley that if you're ever able to fully talk, I am in a lot of trouble because you have been my my sounding board, <laughs> and you're going to let me out. Exactly. I'm not mm -hmm. letting you have it, mom, but he lets you know. And so you went through all of the same like teenage attitude and all of these different things. Yes, with absolutely. We did. <laughs> yes, absolutely. He loves a good joke, um, you know, and his nephew irritates him. And he, it, he is, he is hilarious. He has everyone just, he, he captures you with his, his personality and his presence and, he loves everyone. Um, his teachers love him to pieces. And, you know, we're coming up on a, in a few years, he won't be going to that school anymore. Oh, wow. Which is going to be sad um, because he has a lot of great friends and teachers. And we can't imagine his life not having them in it. So hopefully we'll be able to figure something out that'll work. Sure. But, um, yeah. And how long has he been at the school since he was yeah, how old? Five years old. Five. Wow. Oh my word. That's definitely going to be a transition for him. So you mentioned his nephew, you are dealing with this. You're kind of getting it all down. Like this is, we have a, uh, a child with special needs. You've got this, you've read everything. I know you with your books, your highlighter, yes. super mom here, super dad, we're doing this. And, um, and then you deal with something that most that is very common, but nonetheless is a curveball. You probably didn't see it coming. Nope. Your son sits you down and says, mom and dad, you're going to be I'm a grandparent. Yes. And he chose the day that we had found out a couple of weeks prior that I was in fact pregnant. Again. Again. Oh, and wow. um, the pregnancy wasn't viable. Mm. And I was going to have to have a DNC, which I had. 
And I wondered, because all of my family was here at the house, and it was kind of odd that everybody was here. So did he tell them? He told them first. Ah, he needed support. He told them, so he had... (laughs) He needed backup. Support and backup. He needed backup. Uh Um, My mother was giving him routes to run through town because he figured Troy would be chasing after him. Um, <laughs> now, if you but know her husband, he is a yeah. state trooper, big, strong. Mm-hmm. I can see where he's like, dad isn't going to be happy yeah. with this one. And my mom might be small and petite, no. but she is mighty. And she's not going to be happy with this yeah. one either. <laughs> no. oh, so. After him for sure. <laughs> Yeah. So my mom was giving him routes where to run and where to come back at because she figured my husband would run out of steam eventually. Yeah. And, uh, so he is how old, how old is your son? Is he a teenager? He is 15 years old, 15 years old. And that's the last thing that you're, you know, obviously you have discussions about sexual activity with teenagers, but the last thing that you expected to hear is for your 15 year old Mm -hmm. to sit you down and say, this is what transpired and you're going through it. So at that time, again, another curveball. like, so you have a, you had a double I'm, you were going through it. Now you're nervous about, okay, here's another pregnancy. I can't even imagine like my life here at the doctors told me, they warned me that I should not get pregnant again. Your husband asked them to perform, um, um, hysterectomy, but they wouldn't do it because you were sedated. Um, and so obviously the moment you find out that you're pregnant, that your heart has to just like drop. Like I have two children now, one with special needs. This, what am I going to do? Oh, it was, it was, I could tell, um, my blood pressure was skyrocketing. Things were happening. I was not feeling well very, very tired. And I was, um, retaining a lot of fluid and I'm grateful in a lot of ways that God said, listen, we're not going to make this viable. Mm. And he stepped in and intervened. And had he not, um, at the time, it wasn't going to be a situation where you could terminate a pregnancy like that, um, in order to save the mother's life Oh my in word. Michigan, that wasn't the case. And, um, so I was grateful that at the time we wow. went to have the ultrasound and they said, listen, there's no heartbeat. This is turning into a situation where it's going to kill her and we need to do a DNC in order okay. to save my life. Okay. Unbelievable. So you have the DNC. Are you at home recovering at this point? I'm at home recovering and noticing I have a lot of people here. I understand why everyone was, you know, I have a concerned family, but they're not that concerned. (laughs) So you're sitting emotionally, probably tapped out a bit, just trying to wrap your head around what you just went through again. Mm -hmm. Again, again, and I remember coming through the dining room and I saw Troy and Brian sitting at the kitchen table and Troy was somewhat ghostly white. So now your husband, Troy knew. Knows. Oh boy. And I said, what's, what's the problem? What's going on? And, um, Brian said, I ate your Kit Kat bar. Well, first of all, nobody does that. (laughs) Forget about everything else. You touched my Kit Kat bar. (laughs) You better run. Where's the route? Where's the route? Go. (laughs) You're not that lucky. What are you doing? You do not touch my Kit Kat bar. I forgot you loved Kit Kat bars. (laughs) You always had them on hand too. The little minis. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Back in those days when we can eat a whole bag and it wouldn't affect us. Boy, those were the days. Right. Hmm. Yes. Pass me another one, Shannon. I'll take two or three more of those. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. And then Troy said um, that Brian was going to be a dad. And um, 
the first thing I did was I told Brian to run and run fast. So you were able to process that that quickly or did you just pause a moment or just what? I paused for a quick second and I got angry. Um, and to be quite honest with you, I got too angry. Yeah. Oh, well, that's understandable. 15. And look at where you were emotionally. You have to give yourself grace. I do you know what I'm just going through. Do you know what I'm, I'm still sitting here walking slowly? You know, I I'm sore. I've gone through a surgical procedure. <sighs> wow. Yeah. Timing was terrible. Um, wow. It took a little bit, a couple of hours for me to calm down. But what hit me in the face was we went up together, my husband and I to Brian's room. And when we opened the door, Brian was laying kind of in the fetal position on his yeah. bed. And I looked around and I saw his Star Wars toys. Yeah. Different things. He's still a baby. And I remembered he's a kid. He's a kid. Yeah. He's a kid. And at that time we didn't understand the circumstances of what had transpired and gone on because Brian had kept those things from us at the time. Mm. We didn't realize that Brian was put into a situation where he was actually trying to help the young lady that yeah. is Chase's mom. Mm -hmm. She was desperate in going to commit suicide and desperately wanted to have a child. And Brian was dating her at the time. And, you know, he said, I can help. Wow. Was she older, and younger, she same was, age? She was uh, 17, getting ready to turn 18. Okay. So she was certainly known, older. Mm -hmm. And we had known the family all my life. I had grown up with the family. Oh, um, really? Yeah. And um, as a matter of fact, they lived just a block from us. We could have put Chase's bassinet on a zip line and went from house to house. Really? That's how close we lived. So well, first of all, how is the young lady? Was that um, at the time you're thinking of your son in a situation, but there's another situation at hand where... She needed some assistance. She needed someone to talk to from the emotional state that she was in that unfortunately she put that type of pressure on your thin 15 year old. Yeah. Um, yeah. that's, that's a whole different podcast. Yeah, it is. Another <laughs> you know, one. just that's another back. one. I mean, teenagers, <laughs> so because 19. that's one thing that we don't think of as parents. You know, you just think, oh, okay, again, we have these ideals, don't we? Like, oh, this is what it's going to be like when I get pregnant. And, you know, my husband, we get the suitcase when I say, honey, it's time. And my water breaks and <laughs> I carry my suitcase to, yes. And then we bring our life, our little baby home. And, but yet that got sh shaken up a bit, right? And it didn't yeah. happen that way. And then now you have the same situation where like, okay, pregnancy number two didn't happen the way that I thought it would. Um, pregnancy number three, oh dear God, help me. It's not happening the way I thought it would. And now I've got my beautiful boys that I'm taking care of and I'm just getting this thing like down. We've got it. We've got our routine. We've got our, our schedule and our system and taking care of our beautiful youngest child who needs a little bit of extra special love and attention, but we've got it. And then I have my oldest who has had to grow up pretty fast, yes, you know, much. um, and had a tremendous amount of pressure on him. Um, that's a discussion in and of itself, just the, what he had to go through and how he had this help, um, syndrome, um, where he wanted to assist and now he has somebody that he cares about. And I don't know if it's a first girlfriend, um, his first girlfriend, and she's going through a problem, but he's still emotionally unable to, from a maturity standpoint, handle the heaviness of what she's giving yeah. to him. And yeah, so he he's helping again. Oh, I can he help. Can. Yeah, he was, he was helping again. And, you know, and we, we had Brian there. Brian was there when we were making decisions on whether Bradley was going to be on life support or not. And he was telling the doctors, you know, you can do this. You can fix my brother. Oh, You're wow. smart. You can do this. He's just five years old. Wow. You know, we're having to move. We're moving from Mason back into my parents' home because yeah. Bradley was needing 24-7 care. Plus, we had mounting medical bills. I was right. going to have to be working. 
Troy was still in Jackson. We were lo- waiting on a hardship transfer. We were living away from him. And oh, wow. I'm taking care of two boys, working, taking Bradley to all of his doctor's appointments, physical therapy. You know, oh, wow. It was a lot, and it was a lot on Brian. Brian had to grow up really fast. Oh, yeah. And then again, even faster. Mm-hmm. But what he's been able to accomplish and do, you know, um, he still kept his grades, was on the football team, and the football team, they surrounded him. You know, they, of course, they would decorate his locker up, baby daddy, you know, on game days and stuff <laughs> like that. Because what grade was he in? 15. What is that? Is that That freshman? Sophomore. Sophomore. Oh, wow. So sophomore in high school, when you're dealing with so many issues, um, he has this new pressure of saying, I'm a dad. Like, he doesn't even know what that is. Like, what what does this even mean? He was very, he was really, I don't think any kid does. You know, I know thinking, you know, even when we thought, and being younger and we were married and pregnant, the whole nervous, oh my gosh. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Um, I had to stop myself and remember that he's 15. He hasn't had the life that is what you would consider normal. No. You know, people are, you know, parents and aunts and uncles and things are coming in and taking care of certain things. Right. Um, But we wanted to make sure that he understood that this was going to be a lifelong commitment. This was something that he, he had made that decision and, um, he took it and he, he ran with it. So he, he kept, like I said, on the team, he got a job at the local pizza place. He was amazing at taking pizza orders. They still wish to this day that he would leave working Google (laughs) and YouTube and would come back. And he's like, no, no, not not going to happen. He got through school and then he he went on to go to Saginaw Valley State University. That's excellent. Well, I, you know what, bravo to again, excellent parenting. Um, And it's okay to, I, it's understandable that the initial shock of that, which just like Mm -hmm. shook you and rattled you a curveball that literally again, took the wind out of your sail. Like, what are you talking about? What does this mean? But no doubt a curveball to him too. That's like, what does this mean? I mean, you talk about it with your teenagers, um, you know, and then just, I've had so many, and I have an upcoming um, podcast that we'll be discussing that, uh, just teenage pregnancies and the parents, there's parents that had those tough conversations with the kids about, you know, sexual activity. And then there's a large group of parents that did not great parents, but just, I thought I had more time before I needed right. to discuss those heavy, yeah. you know, have those conversations with them. Um, and so that's a, a story in and of itself. But one thing I can say is that I applaud you and your husband for the extraordinary young man that you raised. Um, both of your young men are extraordinary, but in this particular case, I'm talking about your oldest having gone through that type of situation um, and to have your support. Um, and then just to be able to raise this 12 year old, 12 year old. I'm just believable. Oh, he is, a, he is kind of my twin. Um, has, <laughs> you have another one in the house, <laughs> Brian and Troy, you're outnumbered. <laughs> he, is, he is a firecracker. <laughs> oh yeah, he is, he is, he is amazing. Um, you know, and I can't imagine what our life would be like without Chase. Oh, wow. Um, he, he brought something to our lives that uh, we didn't know that we needed. We didn't know was going to be that blessing. Um, he is amazing with Brad. He's never known anything to be different with Brad. You know, Brad has, or we have to do catheters and things like that. And with his disabilities, yeah. and Chase has just grown up with it, that that's something that's done. That's something that's done. And he does it. And you know, wow. him and his dad have looked at things and they said, we will take care of Bradley grandma. You don't have to worry. Wow. Which takes a and big the way that they pressure are. off of your shoulders. Um, Tell me you know, this, Shannon. Tell me this for my viewers, my listeners, I should say, if you're watching this and um, I think we're just going to do audio of this one, but for my listeners, you've had 
some tremendous curveballs thrown your way. What is it that kept you going, that keeps you going, that, that helps you, that keeps you grounded? You know, depression is real when we're going through situations like that. And just as a therapist, I know you face some tremendous things that literally there are people who are, they just have a difficult time recovering from this, but you are doing an extraordinary job. What helps you? Where do you do? Do you, have you t gone through therapy? Have you, um, what do you, are some self practices that you do to keep yourself grounded um, to help you even with, and we didn't even get into your ongoing health issues that you have gone through. What keeps you going through times like that when life throws you unexpected curveballs? I am, my faith is very, very strong. And I'm grateful that my parents and my grandmother instilled that in me at very, very young. Uh, I am never without, um, my Bible and my verses and those things that can bring me back to center when mm. I'm struggling. The other thing that has always kept me grounded to where I need to be is that I'm going to get up again tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to come. Today is wow. going to be gone and tomorrow is going to be here. Nice. And I've never not, not woken up. Hmm. I've never wow. not, not been able to get through it. Wow. I've always been able to get through every challenge that was given to me. And that moment that I can't get through that challenge, mm -hmm. the moment that I don't wake up, mm -hmm. I'm in heaven. Oh, wow. I'm with my God. Yeah. I am free. I'm, I've, I've tackled every challenge that he's given me every yeah. lesson that I was here to learn and everything that I was meant to do and to complete. So wow. I look at it as tomorrow is going to be here and I'm going to be on that other side tomorrow. I think that's extraordinary. So summing this up in one word, I'm gathering from you that it's faith. It is faith. It is. If I didn't have my faith, I would be completely lost and broken and probably not here talking to you about it. But my faith has just kept me extremely strong to go through every single curveball I've been thrown. I love how you said um, that your sweet Bradley has just opened up this whole new world of you being able to give a, a tremendous gift to many families as a result of your sweet boy and yeah. his special needs and to be able to really gift and minister to other families that are going through something very similar and say, Hey, listen, you can have an extraordinary vacation. Here's wonderful resources. I'm a mother who has gone through it is still going through this. And I uh, can tell you that. And, and was that one of the driving forces that caused you to open your business? It was because I needed to find something that I could work from home mm. and I could work on the fly. And at the same time, what I had noticed was we had taken Bradley to Disney, just mm -hmm. Troy and I by ourselves. And we could see how he was always changing and evolving every time we were there. He would always be able to come back and hit a goal physically or mentally they could never do before. And wow. we were there and all of a sudden, cause this is a child we had to feed with a syringe. Okay. One day we were there and he grabbed a French fry and a chicken nugget and started to eat it. What? We were at, we were right at across Disney. The See only that would happen at magical Disney. <laughs> it is a magical place. <laughs> yes. Yes. And we called the doctor right away and he was just, he was just, oh my gosh, okay, when you get back, we need to talk. And we did, so we started a, um, a Facebook page called Special Kids in Disney. And special, can uh, you say that again? A Facebook page called Special Kids in Disney. You started that page. Yes, yes. Wow. And it is an official page with Disney. So I don't ever promote the travel agency on there because that's not my point. Okay. My point is to talk to parents that have children with special needs. 
and getting them to know that it's okay to have that vacation, to take that plunge and to go. Wow. And what it can possibly do for them. That so is Bradley fantastic. Bradley will get recognized in many times, God's honest truth, we've had him in his red wheelchair going down Main Street and we'll hear, I think that's Brad. <gasps> oh my word. So he's Disney famous. He Your is. Bradley is Disney famous. He is, and Disney will have him come on. Wow. They had us dream on the Disney dream because they just were having their new ship. They wanted to know different things that, you know, was this working for Brad? Was this not working for Brad? Um, so Bradley is making a splash for sure. Wow. And this is your youngest. Um, I am excited. I can't wait to talk to you about that. Um, and it's just interesting. It's so beautiful to me that you went through this at the time you're thinking, I, Lord, you said that you're in your yard. Like, why, why, why is this happening? But little did you know that maybe that was Bradley's purpose is that in order for you to go through this mm-hmm. and to reach the millions of people that you are reaching, the families that are just feeling very hopeless and just very discouraged and, and your, your relationship and partnership with Disney, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. You could say, come to Disney with your beautiful special needs child and have the most magical experience ever. Let me show you how. And that is what started your business and you have this amazing business as a result of Mr. Bradley. <laughs> yes, because I knew he was he was destined to do some amazing things. And even when he was in the hospital and his kidneys were failing. Wow. And Brian had talked to these two young interns to get them to get 18 medications into three drips via IV, which was unheard of. They had their calculators out. It took hours. Now, mind you, other babies had died from the same condition. They did it. They figured it out. They started to do it. Bradley started to turn the corner. Wow. And they call it now the Bradley method at the University of Michigan. He what? has saved countless Nick unit babies that have wow. had this condition with their kidneys. God wanted Bradley here. He did. And God yeah. pre-selected you to be Bradley's mom because he I, said you can handle I, it. Yeah. I was as honored. a result of that prayer. Of that prayer. I in your nursery. I, yeah. I said I could do this. I said I could take care of someone for the rest of my life. And I'm doing it. And you are doing, doing it. it. And then the heart of gold to have a desire to take care of Bradley's um, roommate. Yeah. God said, oh, you want, you really want to take care of kids. Look, I've got quite a few. I've got millions for you. Okay. <laughs> and as a result of that, you have saved millions of lives um, as a result of what you went through with Bradley. Um, and then have given millions of families just hope and joy. Yeah. Shannon, I applaud you. I, you're amazing. I absolutely think you're just a phenomenal woman. Thank you so much for honoring me with this interview. This was amazing. Please join me again in the future. Promise? No, absolutely. I promise I will be here. (laughs) Although I'm going to have you on for your business later, but can you please let my listeners know if they're listening right now, they have a child with special needs, or even if they do not, you have a full service travel agency. Can you once again tell uh, my listeners about your business and where they can find you? Yes. So our company is called Destinations to Travel, and we're a full service travel agency booking destinations all over the world. And you can find us at www. the letter d the number two and the word travel.com. And I will also put all of their contact information, not only at the end of this uh, podcast here, but I also will link it in my blog, the Quarterly Camille blog, where Shannon is my spotlight feature. Please join me on the Call Me Camille podcast, as well as please look in, listen to all of the uh, interesting things, read about all of the things that Shannon has to say, great advice about her business and um, all of the wonderful things that she has to offer. All of her contact information will be on the blog, the Cordially Camille blog. Thank you so much, Shannon, for joining me here on the Call Me Camille podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.
Thank you so much for joining me here on the Call Me Camille podcast for this week's episode of what to do when life throws you unexpected curveballs. This was part two. Please, if you did not listen to part one of this very special episode with my dear friend Shannon Bonadour, please go back and listen to it. You will not be disappointed. I cannot thank you enough for joining me here this week. Please join me next week for another episode of the Call Me Camille podcast. If you'd like to hear more about Shannon Bonadour and her story, you can read about it on my blog at cordiallycamille.com. Read about Shannon and her amazing business that was started by just wanting to provide a better vacation experience for her special needs child. You'll read more about Shannon. You'll hear about her business as she is my March spotlight on the Cordially Camille blog. Please subscribe to all of the social media platforms platforms that way we can stay connected and you'll get more information instagram tiktok and youtube is coming soon very very soon i would love for you to stay connected because in the upcoming weeks i will post questions and have polls that i will use that information for my podcast and i want you to be a part of that i want you to be able to give me your input and be able to submit questions to me and be able to connect with you on that level so please connect with me on all of my social media platforms on my blog. You can find me at cordiallycamille.com. Please join me on Instagram on both of my accounts at Call Me Camille Podcast as well as at Sonia Camille Blogger. Thank you once again for joining me here and I'm looking forward to spending a little bit more time with you next week. Same time, same place, streaming on your favorite platforms. Next week, I will give you a few tips and a few tools to help you deal with the unexpected curveballs of life that we all experience. I look forward to you spending time with me next week here on the Call Me Camille Podcast.